Hello and welcome to the Bad Asian Podcast, the world's most inconsistent podcast. I am your host, David Nguyen, and join with me today, as always, Zimran G. And our very special guest, Francesca Fiorentini. There you go. Nailed it. How are you? Nailing it. I'm good. Uh, I think I'm good. I I got in touch with nature. I don't know if you guys have heard of this. Uh, Apparently there's water out there and it sort of laps up onto the land. Um, So I went to the beach. Okay. I I went to the uh, sort of woods. Um. So I like hiked and stuff. I actually had a real weekend instead of just sort of hunkering down with coffee. I see. In a cafe. Where, where did you go hiking? Just down here in, on the peninsula. Okay. I thought you were going to be like, oh yeah, I saw this water in Milpitas. I was like, this is fucking yeah. disgusting. And I just stomped around. Yeah. <laughs> I swear to God. Are you normally not a nature person? No, I am a nature person, but I'm also like like a little bit of a workaholic, so I don't always get out. Like, nature. do you love nature? Like, Emron went. Uh, hiking in Machu Picchu. I went to Peru for like a week and a half, just when? hiking on the Inca Trail. April. Oh my God! Is nice. that like your level of appreciation for nature? For sure. Okay. <laughs> I don't appreciate nature. Like that. <laughs> so you're like that sounds horrible to you? No. Uh, well, yes, hiking sounds terrible to me. Uh, doing that for a week, uh, I told Emron that I would prefer to be flown over the Inca Trail <laughs> so I can appreciate it from uh, not. Yeah, I appreciate. I want to appreciate God's uh, gift to us from man's gift to ourselves. Mm-hmm. So yes. that's how I would appreciate it. Like going to the Grand Canyon sounds annoying. Flying over the Grand Canyon and just you know see the whole thing—that sounds cool. So you just want to be wealthy? Is that what you're saying? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I think, think skydiving into the Grand Canyon would be dope. I've done skydiving. It's cool. Into the Grand into, Canyon, but into the Grand Canyon. I mean, it's all the same. Okay. Can you really, can you open your eyes? Are you wearing goggles, right? Uh-huh. Yeah. So you're, I imagine, you're not just like, oh, I think it's cool. He's wearing his fancy $300 <laughs> glasses when he falls down because he falls in style. No, I had a good vision yeah. when I went skydiving. <laughs> <laughs> then after skydiving. Uh, never again. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, the Grand Canyon is not worth it. The Inca Trail Thank sounds you. dope. I think Grand Canyon is like, you're there and you're like, mm, okay. Yeah. It just feels to me that the something like the Inca Trail, because of its popularity, has been commoditized for tourists. Mm-hmm. So when you're on it, they've already like shaved it down for everybody to enjoy, more or less. So, mm, so you don't go and protest. So it's you're like protesting the. No, I, I don't go out of laziness for one. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Two, I don't like to be sweaty and dirty all that time. Right. And I don't really like to be super exhausted. Right. There was a period where I was into that, and then after I hiked Half Dome, I was like, all right, I've done nature. Oh, I'm you good. did Half Dome. Yeah. See? Uh, yeah, that's that's hard. What are you talking about? Yeah, that's per- that well, is did, a hike. He did but it you were once. like, and I'm done. Yeah. He's done for it's good. Like, oh, I did it, and I don't appreciate this at all, and I'm done. That's really funny. Um, so you say you're a, you're a workaholic? Like how often? A what little is, bit. What does that mean for you? No, but, you know, just like sitting and writing. Okay. And the weekends and like working on a script or like, you know, working on jokes, although, you know, those never actually come out. They just <laughs> stay on the page. Um, but yeah, no. It, oh, it, I forgot. We should probably introduce what you do. Oh, yeah. Uh, Francesca is a journalist and a presenter on AJ Plus. Yes. Which is the online branch of Al Jazeera. Yes. Uh, yeah. And, and she's great at her job. Oh, thanks. She's also a stand up comedian. And she's also a stand up comedian. Indeed. 
And do you guys know the name of the show on AJ Plus? Because it's not it's not just Al Jazeera and it's not just AJ Plus. Sneeze broke. It's a thank you. It's a, yeah. Sneeze broke. We have to. There's like three layers of knowledge whenever anyone introduces. <laughs> do you ever? No one's ever heard. Is it. there like rivalry between AJ Plus and Vox? Of course. It's like who can give you guys the most news in two minutes? Yeah. No, we win. Very obviously. No, bits. Vox is like they go way too deep. We're just like mm mm. What does Vox screen, even go? What does Vox even stand for? I think it's the American version of AJ Plus. <laughs> <laughs> We're American. Listen, just because most people's parents weren't born in America. Eh, ah, eh. True. No, we, yeah, no, we're definitely, well, we're based in San Francisco, but, um, Yes, the strings are pulled from abroad. <laughs> <laughs> you guys get funded Lightly. by the Qatari government. It's true. No, no, not really. But, <laughs> but some, but maybe. But anyway, we have bake sales. It's cool. Yeah. Uh, mm. But also, I don't know where Vox comes from either. Probably San Francisco. Uh, no, Vox is in New York. Oh, are they in New York? Yeah, and uh, it was an offshoot of uh, the New York Times and this guy... Not not Nate Silver because that's five thirty eight, but some other dude. And all your listeners gonna be like, "How are you not naming him right now?" I'm but sorry. Um, I think it's like another. I don't Nathan. think that's our listeners. Is it Ezra, yeah. Ezra Klein? Yes, okay. it's Ezra Klein. Right? It is Ezra Klein. I think so. Yeah, yeah. Ez- Ezra's he owns like Buzzfeed too, doesn't he? Dude, I didn't know that. Really? Yeah. I don't think- Ezra Klein owns Buzzfeed. No, I'm sorry. Chelsea Peretti's brother owns Buzzfeed. Really? Yeah. Like her brother is like big in the tech world. Like he owns or is like one of the, I think the creator of BuzzFeed, not of the articles and the stuff, but like BuzzFeed as an entity. Oh, wow. Where it's just like, oh, people are responding to quick little things and like clickbait articles and like quizzes about them. And then they just kind of started hiring that way. Damn. Peretti's are loaded. I I feel like I got to go through Peretti to get to BuzzFeed. Probably. Are you trying to get to BuzzFeed? Maybe. Okay. Maybe not. I don't know. I I think I... I I can see you on like... Trying different types of McDonald's I just foods. Do the, tri- <laughs> the, the Try Girls, yes. The Try Girls. Uh, try Girls, Try Guys. Um, I don't, I don't, I hate cooking, so I'm no, I don't think I should be on BuzzFeed. I feel like it, anything has to be. No, that means you can't be on Tasty. Oh, right. But isn't that's, that's a BuzzFeed thing anyway. Yeah, yeah, that's their food offshoot. Right. They're really smart, BuzzFeed, whatever they're doing. Whoever is like pulling their strings as a corporation, they're it, really fucking branching out. And doing really well. It's Al Jazeera. Yeah, it's Qatar. Like, what does that mean, branching out there? Like, are, well, is, is there a hey BuzzFeed? No, because what they've started doing is like um, branching off into different channels that are like BuzzFeed Yellow, Buzz, BuzzFeed Blue, oh, right. and then BuzzFeed. And so it's right. like what they're doing is like trying to be niche under right. each color. But no one remembers those color codes, you know? Mm-mm. I guess not. But to me, I just kind of look at it objectively, and I'm like, I see what you guys are doing, and it's smart, and I don't know how to capitalize. I don't on know this. what red means, but it's different. <laughs> oh yeah, red, red is. I uh, love red. Red content. is very different. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's dope. Um, yeah, no, but it's 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 a fun gig. It's a fun job having like asking and getting money f- to do comedy out of. Mm-hmm. Al Jazeera, which yeah, yeah, is yeah. such a buttoned up like BBC esque, right. you know, news outlet. So then it's like, hey, actually, we're gonna make a lot of dick jokes. We're just gonna bleep that word, yeah, and hope you don't shut us down. So, <laughs> but uh, but it's been good, especially after the election. I feel like I wasn't really a person last year, so now I am a person, but I just 
hate life. Um, so, you, but it's like one. No, on. I just mean like I'm. I can breathe again after the election because it's all over. But it's like, oh shit, for what? You know, right, right. You know, that turd that's just sort of baking in the Oval Office. He's um, making America great again. He's Francesca. on a tear, man. He's this. This greatness is crazy. Um, I think he should sub in for all of the players who are <laughs> kneeling and you, just put him in. You just want to give him CTE is basically it. Absolutely. I mean, <laughs> if he didn't already have it. Um, yeah, Trump, I don't know, man. Because you, you were saying you were watching the NFL all day, right? Kind of. I was mostly just watching Twitter. Okay. Uh, but it seems like a lot, like the Denver Broncos, oh, like most of them took a knee today, which is pretty cool. Yeah. Um, and then they got booed. I mean, listen, if the one thing you can, the good thing you could say about Trump is that he's having, he's making us have conversations that we should probably have. Yeah. Although he's busying himself with the most minute bullshit. (laughs) (laughs) He does. um, He is fascinating in that every other week he seems to offend a brand new group of people and somehow is losing support, but also gaining new support (laughs) (laughs) or crystallizing his already... uh, Right, the cycles are doubling down. It's like, yes, Kaepernick is the problem. Uh, Well, he somehow made kneeling, which for the most part, a lot of people were, to say the least, uncomfortable with. Now, like a thing that people can really get behind, but however, he's ch- kind of changing the narrative of what kneeling is about because before it was like about Black Lives Matter, yeah, or um, now it's just about brutality. like basic decency. Well, I interpret it as the NFL unifying amongst each other. It's like, yo, listen, we're in the NFL, we have to like look out for each other, and so I feel like a lot of the players who are kneeling, it's more about and the owners speaking out against Trump isn't necessarily about the message behind Kaepernick's original protest, but about the NFL. It's right. like, hey, don't come after the NFL as an entity. We're already losing viewership. Yes. We're going to lose more viewership. Because that's what I, I started seeing on Twitter as well. Pictures of Trump and then like a hashtag, was it don't watch the NFL? or like? Oh, yeah. Now they're trying to boycott the NFL. Which I imagine for so many Trump supporters has got to be a crossroads. (laughs) Well, here's also a fascinating aspect of it. Uh, Before the season started, there was already a move to boycott the NFL because Kaepernick couldn't get hired. Right. And now people are like, do I watch more football because of what Trump did? It's like, okay, so we're not boycotting the NFL or are we still boycotting the NFL? Can we boycott (laughs) both? That's what I want to know. But yeah, no, it's... It's totally, I mean, the guy is seriously on a Twitter tear. Mm-hmm. It's like, but then he's also like, he doesn't know what to make of the arm holding. Because yeah, there's like the, yeah. the linking arms, which, yeah, you're right. It sort of feels like, I was I was wondering, like, what does this mean? Yeah. And it does feel kind of like a, like a lightweight kneel. Like, mm-hmm. right. We're brother in arms, but I, I don't agree with Black Lives Matter yet. <laughs> and also, if you look at the majority of the players who are kneeling, they were black. Yeah, right. like the white players seem to have a real hard time understanding why Kaepernick is kneeling. Right. <laughs> Even though it's written out and explained to them, they're like, yeah, but the, like, I don't know. Maybe the American flag means more to white people than black people in the NFL. It yeah. means more to white people, you're saying? You're in saying? the NFL, yeah. It's just such a weird moment. I think that like 
whenever whatever sporting event you go to it it is such a ran it feels like such a random moment like we're about to you know fight to the death right. and like smash each other's skulls and you know like it is right it it it, it feels kind of out of left field that suddenly we're like i always found that like we're pledging allegiance or right, we're like right. not, we're singing the national anthem um well i had a friend who interned anyway at the was it nfl i forgot for what i think it was the um Jacksonville Jaguars, like way back when. And he told me, and I've never looked this up to verify this, but the United States military actually gives the NFL money to put the anthem and stuff like that in the beginning before the games so they can drum up patriotism and then advertise by proxy. Because nobody likes watching Marines commercials. Right. But nobody will talk shit about the Marines before the games. That makes any sense, you know what I mean? With the no, that makes the perfect sense. Wait, what? Would we, what would make a person talk shit about Marines before the game? I don't, I don't know. I'm, all I'm saying is like it was <laughs> no, like, because people complain from? about the commercials, the Marine no, commercials, just the uh, having too many army commercials, the commercials army commercials, all Marines those commercials. commercials. People I've complain about never those commercials. heard anybody complain about Marine commercials. Really? Who? I, first off, you don't even watch sports. Yeah, I yeah. know. I have enough. I know people who complain about the commercials. I know myself Nobody who likes complain. I them. complain. But I feel like, I, I don't know, I didn't know there were complaints, but I do know there are covert, they're just, yeah, ways of the military, like every Transformers movie, right. uh, uses uh, whatever it is, a Hollywood film, or maybe it's the anthem to be like, hey, remember how right. uh, we are unflinchingly patriotic and we do not question anything that the U.S. government does foreign policy-wise? Yeah. Yay. Yeah. Um, that's what I mean. It feels like out of left field. Like it, it, it doesn't feel like it belongs. Like it, it's such a coming together. People are having fun. People are enjoying something. It's, it's fun to go to a game. I really enjoy it. And then all of a sudden something super shoved down your throat. Right. And like, it's such one version of patriotism. It's one version of America. And it's definitely an unquestioning, like v- very white, especially when it comes to, you know, football yeah. uh, or golf, uh, uh, do, do golfers have to listen to the anthem before they start? Yeah, that's a good I've question. That's a good golf. question. Yeah. Game? Is it, I don't even know what it's called. <laughs> is that what they do? <laughs> like, a game? Is it a match? <laughs> yeah. Is it a golf match? I don't know. Tournament. Okay. Okay. Yeah. That sounds about right. I think. I mean, I feel like the only golf I've been subjected to is when I was switching between cartoons as like a seven-year-old. Yeah. It's like, just why like, is it no. on channel seven? <laughs> it's like, why did the cartoon stop? Exactly. <laughs> Um, but yeah, you know, and so that's why I think it's nice to reclaim it. Like in that, obviously as if we needed to restate that you can protest, you know, the anthem and use it as a symbol, but like, can we reclaim a certain amount of patriotism in the way that's like, yeah, we believe in changing this country for the good, you know? Yeah. The good. The thing about the anthem also for me in sports in general is just how much, before people were indifferent about it because that was a time where you would just get up and get hot dogs or go to the bathroom or you weren't even you were talking during the national anthem and And then Kaepernick did a thing which until somebody pointed it out people didn't even like blink an eye at and now it's this is the most disrespectful thing you can do to America now you're disrespecting uh, marine lives, and now Marines aren't going to want to fight for America anymore. And you're just like, I'm in line for nachos, okay? <laughs> I love this country still, mm-hmm. but... Yeah, I, and also, I don't know, maybe I should speak with a Marine or an Army person, but I feel like you sign up for your own reasons, and 
if you saw a football player protesting the flag, it's not like you're just going to throw your gun down and be like, fuck this. Well, if Kaepernick's not going to support me fighting for America, then I'm not going to fight for America anymore. Sure. Like, that's not a thing that Marines do. No. Yeah. Also, though, I mean, I took it out of context. Like, I think that's exactly... And Trump's taking it out of context. Mm-hmm. Everyone who's mad at Kaepernick is taking it out of context, right. usually. It's like, oh, you hate this country. So, to be fair to what I just extrapolated mm-hmm. on, it really is about Black Lives Matter, about mm-hmm. police brutality, right. about the criminal justice system, and that's pretty much all it was. Well, it's easier to attack someone when you change the narrative to, oh, you're being un-American. Exactly. Because you can't... Once somebody labels you as un-American, then you have to fight the un-American label that you have as opposed to whatever issue that you're fighting. Right. Because that's all that everybody ever sees. So it's just kind of... Because didn't the same thing happen to Ali when he was protesting the Vietnam War? I think it did, yeah. Yeah, they kept calling him like un-American and unpatriotic and all this other stuff. And now he's on the right side of history, right? Right, well, exactly. But I he, don't know. If he fought in the Vietnam War, I'm pretty sure he would have won it. So <laughs> I'm kind of disappointed in that regard. Did he get his title? He, I think he got his title stripped from him That's because, right. of he it, did. because of he his did. protest. He did. In his prime, too. Yep. Kind of like Kaepernick. But they didn't take anything away because he never won anything. <laughs> But that's really took uncommon. Job away. <laughs> but that's uncommon, right? Because he's so technically, like, if you're a football player who went to the Super Bowl, you are like, you're good. You're gonna get signed. You're gonna get contracts. I don't know. At I'm least as a backup, you, sure. Okay. Yeah. You, there's a. It's like winning. at least you're competent at your job. Sure. And you should yeah. be, at least have a job. Okay. I'm like, what is? Yeah. What is an equivalent to that in like the tech world? Oh, I was gonna say it's like winning an Emmy, and then right. you're like. Well, now I'm going to command more money because I've won an Emmy. And so at least you know that I can write Transformers because I've won an Emmy. Right. Or you were for like sound design. Oh, yeah. Something like that. Yeah. You can, you'll work somewhere. You should be able to get a job if somebody's given you enough, if you've made it to the end and people are like, yeah, you're one of the best, mm-hmm. then you should be able to find a job. I can't think of anybody who's been at the top of their, cra- well, I was going to say there's a lot of people in Hollywood who are like that, like a... Uh, What's her name? The uh, Hispanic lady with the kind of curved nose. She was married to Tom Cruise. Uh, you mean Penelope Cruz? Penelope Cruz. I don't think That's she was right. ever married curved to Tom nose. Cruise. Well, she was married not Cruise? married to Tom First Cruise. First off, their names are spelled completely different. Oh, that's right. But, but weren't they dating? They were dating for a little bit. Yeah. Were they? They were. Hey, Google. <laughs> Uh-oh. Did, t- did Penelope Cruz ever date Tom Cruise? Yeah. Sorry, I don't understand. Uh, Google, you let yeah, me know. Yeah, we didn't either when it happened because no. it lasted for like six months. Yeah. Okay. Maybe even less. But yeah, she's pretty much dated every person she's been in a movie with. And then Javier Bardem with that, like, with those hot bangs in No Country for Old Men was just irresistible. You guys know oh, who I'm talking dude. about? The bangs were dope, but the like where his uh, hair came down, like that bowl that it did. Didn't do it for me. He, so he you killed. would rock bangs, but like not the bowl. I mean, I feel men can rock bangs okay, but the way that bowl came down. <laughs> have you seen like serial killer? Have you bowl? seen yeah, that yeah. like the avatar of a cat wearing a watermelon helmet? Yes, <laughs> but less cute. Not cute. <laughs> but like, what a perfect disguise for a serial killer! Just like watermelon hat. <laughs> oh shit. Um, okay, we're working our way backwards, what were we talking about? Oh, we yeah. We are talking about Trump. I was thinking about this, though. Isn't he... Like, I've always felt that the world will unify when we get invaded by aliens. Because mm-hmm. that's when we have to put all of our differences aside to fight an external threat. And I feel like Trump is kind of doing that by proxy. 
where he's pissing everybody off on the sides that they're everybody's kind of having to band together at hopefully eventually at some point and they'd be like we need to get this person out and then we'll probably have hopefully have the conversations that we're supposed to be having because that's kind of what's happening now by proxy right i think so i mean i think everyone's like oh he's dividing us you know like lebron was like this yeah, he's yeah. dividing us and that's you true bum. You bum. <laughs> so good <laughs> what a great insult like I guess that's in sports. That's that's like a huge insult because you you bum is like you don't you don't go to trainings, you don't work out, you don't you Nothing. don't eat right. Nothing. You're a bum. You're a bum. And obviously that that is Trump. You feel like what sport did Trump play? Like, do we know? I I bet you'd be polo. No, he probably no, played man. lacrosse. Oh, can you imagine him on a horse? Lacrosse, maybe. Yeah, definitely. He seems lacrosse. like a lacrosse player. But like kind of the midfield where you don't have to... To run as much. Yeah, exactly. You're just... You're sort of making an effort one way or the other, but oops. and mm. I feel like he would run towards the goal, and then when there was a dude there, he'd rip their lacrosse thing out of their hand and then throw it in goal and then take complete. I just like... I think maybe he was the kid that was like distracted by the sun also. <laughs> I mean, we, we, we know he likes to look at it. And... And, Actually, and the I, ball falls like right next to I him. I take that back. I feel like there's a star player on the team, and then his dad had paid that kid to wear Donald Trump's jersey. There you go. Because you can't really see through the masks. Like, way to go, Trump. Mm-hmm. Trump is a winner, always a winner when you have enough money. Um, yeah, so. But yes, I think that he's, everyone says that he's dividing the country, but I actually think you're right. Like, if anything, He's unifying the country. So I'm interested in what, you know, people who voted for Trump and are like, all right, but just give him a few months. You know, he's still settling in, like, give him a break. He's our elected leader. Uh, I'm going to watch this football over here now that they've now that he's touched something pretty sacred and has made something that I think has prided itself on being apolitical. Yeah. Right. And that's sort of what was annoying about, you know, Kaepernick to fans was like, there's nothing political here. Like drink Coors Light and, you know, buy this car. Like America. Yeah, exactly. Not political. Um, Right. And so now suddenly it is. And I think that can be annoying for fans. Yeah. Um, And to make even more of a mountain out of arguably a molehill, Mm -hmm. um, I think might polarize people to be like, all right, maybe you should stick to president stuff. Oh, you think people are going to try to put him in his place that way? No, yeah, I think he's. I, I think he's going to lose popularity. No, 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 David, you were saying that maybe he's going to attract more people with this, or like the people who are just are going to double down. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, for sure. Uh, I don't think football is going to be enough to change people's minds uh, about them not having a coal mine job. <laughs> Which is, I, I had no idea how many people wanted coal mine jobs, like just across America. <laughs> Like, mm, so need I, more black love. Like I understand West Virginia, sure, but like the people in Wisconsin, it's like where are coal mine jobs or whatever goofy job they had up there. That coal mining is so goofy. It's <laughs> yeah. like the goofiest. <laughs> but just those hard hats and I mean, the lights seen, on them. You've seen Zoolander. You know how it goes. Oh, for sure. <laughs> uh, so I think when. I'll believe there's going to be a turn when you see like NASCAR people mm. protesting, like taking a knee, yeah, or not doing a donut after they win, but they're just like pulling it aside. And but to be fair, like how many? I don't think there's any black people in NASCAR. Well, see, that's the thing. Like that's when you know there's right. going to be a turn when someone's brave enough in that field to make a statement. 
right. uh, that they don't stand for trial. Because there are people who own NASCAR teams that says, anybody in my pit crew who decides to protest the American flag, I'm going to fire them. Really? Mm-hmm. Mm. Damn. Yeah, so uh, that's when you know that, okay, so whatever Trump is doing, it's really affecting his base or the people more prone to vote for him. Protesting the American flag, but the, I mean, I'd be interested to see that language uh, because once again, it's like you're not, Kaepernick's not like, why are there only 13 stripes? You know, where's Puerto Rico? Like he's not <laughs> angry. I don't know. Like he's just, he's, it's, it's not even about the flag, you know? Yeah. Well, it's it's just a about, moment. It's, it's not, not even about the anthem. It's not even about Kaepernick. He's not actively kneeling right. at the flag on Sundays anymore because he's not in, on the field to do that. But it's so funny because, like, once again, all these uncomfortable truths, like, where Trump was, like, you know, talking about Charlottesville and, you know, the, the statues of uh, Confederate, you know, generals that should mm-hmm. come down or that shouldn't come down. And then he was like, well, wh- what about Jefferson and Washington? And everyone's like... <laughs> God damn it, he's got a point. Like, you know, uh, what about, like, weren't they slave owners? And it's like, yes, but, and so it's interesting, like, how are, how is he the guy who gets to say these things? And the same thing with the anthem, it was like, all this, all the response to it was like, oh, hey, let's listen to the anthem. Oh my, oh my God, it's racist as shit. <laughs> <laughs> this is awful. Um, Wait, there's a third verse? Yeah. <laughs> what does the third verse say? <laughs> oh, shit. <Yeah. laughs> and all these hard conversations. So it's sort of this, it's an interesting moment. I'd be, it's, I'd be interested in, in knowing, yeah, what like white players have to say. Because um, I just feel like white people don't get to talk enough. And um, <laughs> Well, I mean, you can see what they did. They just stood brother in arms, but they mm-hmm. were not kneeling. So what does just that like, mean, you think? That means, like, I hope you still pass to me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Will you please block for me? I'm, I'm here because I want, I want you to block for me. I don't want to get hit. Um, I don't know. I don't know. You're going to have to ask them. I think they're just yeah. scared, you know? Like, a lot of people will be never... Nobody expects to be put in this position. Right. You know what I mean? Where you have to, like, protest and that could affect your job. And a lot of these guys, like, the NFL has been their dreams since they were like, I don't know, kids, you know, and you got to put that on the line and you might lose it. And then what? Mm-hmm. Their degrees are fake. <laughs> <gasps> but I, I think it's good. You know, listen, I think it, any opportunity, and this is me who is not a sports fan, any opportunity to get someone who's, who is an athlete who mm-hmm. maybe got sort of a fake degree or yeah. a free ride, like um, to challenge them to think more about uh, the world around them all, and like that they are now, you know, for all intensive purposes, like, uh, role models for yeah. other kids and whatever. Right. So like have them actually like, let's form a full sentence about what I think about anything beyond sports, you know, cause otherwise it's just, you know, we went out there and we gave it our all and, you know, there was a good team, but, uh, you know, we, we stuck together and we, I mean like every single interview. And so now at least for me as a non-sports fan, doesn't care about the technicality about anything. I'm mm-hmm. like, cool. Maybe they can like, you know, throw something together about, politics or about what's going on like you know Steph Curry um he was pretty good like he you know he was a long drawn out did you hear his hear his response we haven't even gotten to the NBA no 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 I just saw the tweet can you tell me what happened he you know I mean you're gonna throw a mic in his face anyway but he was had a very long drawn out answer you know he's like what is he 28 or something you know (laughs) and and he's just he's kind of a kid and he's and he's like smiling he's like I just don't know it was kind of like it's he's flushed to think that suddenly all eyes are on him for responding to a fucking tweet from Trump um about how like you're not invited anymore um and I think eventually 
he got to after a few minutes, like a very real, like, like, I just don't think leaders do that. You know, I yeah. don't think a leader of the country should, should do, that. do that or yeah. say those kinds of things. It's kind of like, you know, flabbergasted. And I think that's another thing is like you show how weak you are as a leader when you show how people can get to you, you know? Like it, that, that how thin skinned you are, right. which equals kind of a shit leader. Do you if, think people take him seriously? Because he was at the UN last week. Trump? Yeah. Well, I think was it this they week? have to take him. <laughs> right, right. But the, it's, it's like you could be an idiot, but if you have a gun, you're going to take that idiot seriously. Okay. And that's how America is right now. <laughs> that's <laughs> what we are in yeah. this world to one another and to. Let's right. get guns, guys. Yeah. Like, uh, I saw a tweet that was a fire. <laughs> it's like, um, the destruction of the world is um, predicated on Kim Jong-un being the adult in this dynamic <laughs> right now. <laughs> <laughs> and it's he like is. He, 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 called, he called Trump a dotard. Uh, yeah, dotard. Or detard. I don't know. I don't know how to say the word. I, I saw it and I was just like, oh, that's a, that's a big word? Yeah, dotard sounds... And I forgot Kim Jong-un has a prep school um, education. But my question, yeah, what was the word in Korean, though? Like, what, oh. why, like, who translated it to dotard? Do you know that he wrote it in Korean or he wrote it in English? I don't know. Because he went to, I think, like an American school and then he went to a Swiss school really? for a really long time. And then he went back and then just was like, I'm taking over the country. Yeah. So... I think Kim Jong-un is way smarter and way actually like loves Disneyland and <laughs> like way harder than we think he does and okay. like keeps up on, you know, damages on Hulu and or like okay. uh, the Game of Thrones. Do you think he's downloaded the Disney app and he's just looking at wait lines all the time? Yes. <laughs> Is so that like, what you dude, can do on the Disney do app? That. You can do that. Be like, dude, there's like a two-hour wait on Space Mountain right now. I don't know what's going on over there. Well, see here, like, well, I... let me point some nukes. Let's see how long that line is. So you know his older brother went... The older brother got passed up because he tried this... I love this fact. He tried to go to Disneyland in China. He tried to fake a visa to go to Disneyland in China. So oh, that's wow. why he got passed up for like, you know, you know, Prime Un. And so now what I think, I think... Kim Jong-un sends out people. It should be Prime Kim and his first name is Un. Anyway, he sends people out to like, with like GoPros on helmets and stuff to ride all the rides for him and he just lives vicariously through nice. it. Or he's just like, you know, like that's what I would do. Or I don't know, he might pull up Michael Jackson because Michael Jackson used to show up all the time in like makeup. Ooh, like, yeah. Like a fat suit and makeup and just sit there and hang out. He Maybe did not. King, yeah, he did. At Disneyland? Yeah. He used to well, do Michael that. Jackson also built his own amusement park in his I house. I think that was like after. So that's what Kim should do. Yeah. Just build his own amusement park. He probably yes. is trying to. It's got to be underground. I mean, whatever he's got going on underground is like incredible. Yeah, like you no know one's going to Korea, like North Korea. Build build a, build your North Korean Disneyland. What's Disney going to do? What else? <laughs> that's true. Good point. But if it ever got out, like you can't be the, you know, anti-imperialist, anti-capitalist, you know... Um, and love Disney? A leader. And, you know... No, so it's like, all Kim Jong-un would be like, I invented Mickey Mouse. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. And they'd be like, who's this guy? Wow. He's like, we love Mickey Mouse. Look at this those little buttons on beloved, his butt. Look at this gift our beloved leader gave us. <laughs> he, he created Mickey Mouse and all these princesses for us. <laughs> <laughs> and they're all Korean now for yeah. some reason. <laughs> and, all, and all the princes... <laughs> and all the prince in the movies are Kim Jong-un. Like, <laughs> 
<laughs> he they woke all have up the same haircut. Yeah. And all of the evil princes are Trump. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> totally. Yeah, I think he can do whatever he wants, to be honest. Nobody's going to stop him. But yeah, he has to be the adult in this situation. Yeah. Also, they don't, yeah. I do you know. think uh, government, the U.S. government, would just could do a coup where it's like, oh crap, he's like Trump is actually going to war with North Korea. We got to take him out. No, no way in hell, no way. I, I, there's no way that's going to happen. I think. Um, I mean. Is it enough to just say that I think it's stupid? Because <laughs> like, how many other stupid things uh, has... Or is it too scary of an idea for you to I, even Or like, it's too scary and I can't even entertain it? No, I mean, I think you'd have immediate... You'd have a UN resolution passed against the United States immediately. We have a veto power, though. We do have veto power, but mm-hmm. so does Russia, maybe? Um so does like Germany oh, and Are you talking the about UK. collusion or are you just talking about in general? No, I'm just talking about all the other forces that would stop any kind of preemptive coup. I mean, that would be we I would expect a preemptive American all coup? of the three of us mm-hmm. to be out on the streets, you know, obviously podcasting but protesting <laughs> at the same time. Live tweeting this shit. We'll Live tweeting the shit we'll out of a dope ass protest. We'll just do stand up for the protesters <laughs> as they're protesting and walking by. We will. Yeah. And, or in the bunkers. Um, <laughs> but no, that's, da- that's dumb. Yeah. I w- but Guam. It's really because of Guam. <laughs> so I say we just let Guam go. Let but it Guam go. is so pretty. Is it? It is. Is it worth it though? How accurate are North Korean missiles? Do you know? Um, yeah, Imran, do you know? No. <laughs> God damn it. Find out. You said that hey, like Google. you kind of know. <laughs> hey, Google. I feel like you still being on the West Coast tells me that you kind of know. <laughs> you kind of know, right? I, I don't think the they're very accurate. I don't understand. Yeah, I know, because we were talking. Ask. Hey, Google, how accurate are North Korean missiles? My apologies. I don't understand. Yeah, you shouldn't. Yeah, she shouldn't. I, I do have a question for you. Do you feel Wait, like people... Wait, why'd you, why'd you change the subject real quick? How accurate are those missiles? Right? I'm not going to give an answer to this <laughs> okay. question. Oh, so you do know. Okay, that's all I want to know. <laughs> do you know, though? I don't know anything. <laughs> okay. Yeah. All right. That's is That was his off-limits question. I, I didn't know he had any, but yeah, I guess... <laughs> I guess uh, missile secrets are part of his uh, <laughs> <laughs> off-topic questions yeah. on his podcast. Um, do people have? Do you feel like um, people have like political fatigue at this point? Like, how is it in terms of doing your job? I mean, it's it must be nice because there's like always content and stuff coming. But yeah, after a point, you. I mean, as a normal person, I feel like I can't listen about Trump anymore. Yes. Agreed. Well, also, also, like, we all do, you know, shows here in the Bay, and yeah. I feel like there's there's two kinds. It's like most people are just avoiding politics altogether, or people yeah. have a couple jokes, and then... Uh, but, it, but it's always reading the audience. I think, for me, um, I like to mix it up and have some political jokes, although more and more all the time, and then... Um, but I can you can tell audiences are going to see a stand-up show to just laugh and like not yeah. think about anything for a while. Yeah. But at the same time, right? I think we like NFL football players are, are we are idols. You guys, um, people <laughs> look up to us. Uh, and, uh, 
they envy us. Um, no, but I, you know, you have some sort of platform. So it's like, what are you, what are you going to say? What are you, how are you going to use it? So, and I do think there's a certain amount of like catharsis when we can laugh about what's going on right. together that actually helps. And, and even like, even in a way that I think standup is also super interpersonal, you know, in a way that the internet is, is, you know, just hollows you out. I think that comedy obviously can, can be, a more healing way to talk about the same stuff. That's why I like to do what I do. And obviously mm-hmm. that's why you see like all the, the plethora of news comedy shows, but absolutely people are tired because it's like a fucking treadmill and you're like, you're already off it. If you step off of it, it keeps going. And right. you're like, I don't know how to like jump back on without falling off. Right. Um, and especially now when there's so many people vying for your eyeballs and your clicks and all this stuff is just like, you are getting pummeled. And I think that's exhausting. Like I, as someone who does video on Facebook, I hate video on Facebook. <laughs> like it's the worst shit ever. Like I am so angry that we have video on Facebook because it's just like I don't, you know, I don't want to see moving images all the time. True. I have a. It's already enough to scroll. Okay. Scrolling is moving, and then you got side movement. And you got up and down. It's just too much movement. It's like being high and drunk on the oh, internet. Okay. But anyway, the thing um, I hate about Facebook ads is that I don't know how to turn off the ads for it yet. Mm. Like all the videos now, like every single 15 seconds, there's like an ad. And I'm like, I don't know how to turn this off. Oh, I don't think you can. You <sighs> mean the Facebook watch? Yeah, whatever. Yeah. The ads are like built in. Even anything else. I'm like, I don't know how to, get, how to turn this off. I usually figure out how to turn it Facebook. off. Yeah, that's one way. I usually do. Like I just, I just Google whatever it is it. and look it up on YouTube. And then I can just watch the whole thing on YouTube without seeing ads. I think just let people make money. No, (laughs) (laughs) I'm I'm very interested in behave. I mean, people must behave in a way that like meaning they'll watch it. They add, but like I can't imagine it is like it's worth putting Facebook ads onto Facebook with the amount that we just yeah we will do anything to avoid ads. Like millennials, young people will do fucking anything. We will pay money to not watch ads. I was like, who is this YouTube red for? It's for me. I will pay $10 a month to never see a fucking ad again. I'm on the opposite end where as a creative person Uh who will one day hope to produce things content wise that is revenue based, I watch ads just so that if I like a person, I want that person to have money. Oh, that's oh, nice. That's so, so nice. Sweet of you. You're so nice. But that, you know, You're that's just person. as a person who does creative things. If you don't do creative things, it's like fuck you forever. <laughs> 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 no, but like you got to be selective about the things you care about. Right. Which takes way into whatever I want to talk to you yeah, about. Yeah, yeah. I want to like how do you cuz we had this conversation briefly and I talked to David about this before where it's just like there's too many issues now. Mm-hmm. There are way well, too many now. issues. There's well, always there's always too been too many issues and how does how does someone like you empathize with everything and have the motivation to keep going with everything? Cuz I look at stuff and I'd be like DACA sucks. Doesn't affect me. I'm out peace. You say yeah. DACA sucks. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, that's exactly how I would say it, David. DACA sucks. No, DACA, the, the repeal sucks. Yeah, right? yeah, that's yeah. true. No, no, no. He didn't watch the video. He said what he said. He said DACA sucks. DACA sucks. I don't want any dreamers here. Johan, go home. Uh, <laughs> 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 no, the repeal sucks. Um, and that's what I was just kind of trying to try to figure out, where it's like, how do I empathize with everything, especially with a lot of the things that don't affect me? Because I understand it's important. 
You want to learn about empathy? Is that what you're asking? Yeah, I want to learn about empathy. How do I be more... Empathetic? Empathetic. Or are you just saying, like, how do you get people to care when mostly, unless it affects you directly, you don't care? Yeah, it's it's more of the second thing. It kind of falls in line with, like, the white football players. Where they're like, I get it. It's 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 more like... The real, the real question is, why doesn't Emron care? <laughs> <laughs> why don't you care, Emron? Well, yeah, I mean, I think that's, it's hard to know. I always try and think about the audience, but for sure, we did our video on DACA, which was essentially, here are all the other people we'd rather deport than dreamers. Right. Um, and we called it DAHA, deport assholes, assholes ASAP. So there was like a, an acronym and an acronym was great. Mm-hmm. Deport assholes ASAP. And we had a whole list of all the assholes we wanted to deport, including, you know, the guy who brings a guitar to the party. Um, and, and, and the person who clips their toenails on the bus, uh, and, and, <laughs> and also Tommy Laren and, yeah, um, yeah. Sean Hannity and all these people, but like, but that, you know, so it's like how to use comedy to make it, this is going to be worth my, a watch. I'm going to learn, but also there's going to be a payoff. Right. So I think the payoff, right. It's like, that's that. I mean, part of me, you know, there are some people who are like, well, it's the comedy shows that are the problem because everything's a joke and you know, that's how we can't get anything done. And then Jon Stewart was, and Colbert were the reasons that we have Trump. It's like, that's. A bullshit analysis, of course. <laughs> yeah. But, it, you know, because actually people, why would you pay attention to everything that's horrible unless there's some sort of payoff that there's going to be a, a good joke in there? I'm going to laugh. It's not going to all be painful. You know, it's not going to all be pain. So you have to promise some sort of respite. But, like, I don't know. I think I, I think for me, I just feel like I have to work harder. Okay. Um, which, it, and it's... What does that mean for you? I mean, just, you know, like be on Twitter <laughs> and like read like the Twitter summary of the NFL protest Okay. Um, on a Sunday, guys. Um, yeah, no, I think it's like, yeah, knowing, I think I know a little bit about a lot of things, you okay. know? Yeah. So that's kind of nice. But um, it's also... It's also sometimes you feel kind of like, oh, geez, I'm just a, I'm a champ because I, I just know a little bit about a lot, you know. Right. But of course, then you That's rely imposter on imposter syndrome. Don't buy into it. I know, right? Thanks, dude. It affects women and people of color more than white people. Does so, it? Did yeah. you see our sketch about it? No. I think that's maybe where I learned about it. <laughs> <laughs> so there you go. You have an impact. <laughs> Hell yeah. There's a hotline. We set up a whole hotline. People called in. And they were telling us about their imposter syndrome. Oh, really? It was pretty fun, yeah. How many people called in? You know? mm, like 30. Oh, nice. Mm-hmm. I think it was mainly women on, on that one. There were, no, there were, some, there were some dudes. I said mainly. Oh, oh on the actual, yeah. yeah. Oh, on the video? On the sketch you did? And the sketch was right. all, it was all women. Okay. Um, but yeah. Yeah, so I mean, it's, it's challenging. I think that's the other thing is like, how do, yeah, how do I, if I'm trying to get Imran to watch something mm-hmm. and empathize about something... How, you know, how can I, how can I do it? And I think it's a lot of it, like global news yeah, is often dry. <laughs> yes. And so you have to come out as like why this matters for Americans, you know, why right, we right. should know about North Korea because we might die. They might be the ones that kill us. Like, right. okay, well, um, let's learn about it. So, you know, that's the only reason we know where Iraq is on a map or maybe we've forgotten or we sort of do. It's just like we learn about other countries when we're bombing them. No, but I think it's like, how does this affect me? You know? Right. So that's how I don't know. That's how sometimes I try and package things. Were like, you always what? like an empathetic person? Was young Francesca like when you saw a kid? Did, getting... I, did I stand up for the kid yeah. getting bullied? Yeah. Or but what? I also bullied myself. 
okay, that's what's going to be my second question. Yeah. It's like, oh, I understand the mindset of a bully because I was that monster. <laughs> still exactly. I am. And that what, gave the, me what did you? What did you bully on or for or what against? For or against? I bully the shit out of teachers. That's for sure. <laughs> okay. Like, okay. I definitely... Oh, uh, so you were a know-it-all. No, no. God, no. You were like, I know a lot. I know a little bit about a lot of things. Um, so excuse me? fuck you, teacher. Yeah. I don't know about all these fractions. <laughs> <laughs> um, but... Yeah, no, I, I think there, there are definitely a sense of injustice from when I was real little. Like mm-hmm. I had a sense that, you know, injustice was wrong. Um, but I wasn't, I wasn't like, were a, your parents political? Did they have conversations? Okay. Dude, not at all. I have every reason to be a fucking coach purse. Although I would love a coach purse, but like a fucking, <laughs> really just like a, oh, a, that's your friend. It doesn't matter. I, I mean, she's dude, rocking a Tony like backpack a, right now. Exactly. Dude. Yeah. I'm talking about. Exactly. This is essentially coach for like people who travel. Yeah. Um, no, I have every reason to kind of be like a head in the sand, like, you know, kind of upper middle class, mm-hmm. you know, hoppa from the peninsula. But um, I think it had a lot to do with the like Bush being elected or not elected when I was 17 and couldn't vote, then going to going to New York a week before 9-11 happened, then invading two countries in the span of two years. Mm-hmm. You know, that shit galvanizes you. Also, you, when you don't leave the Bay Area, you sort of think that everything's kind of moving in generally in an okay direction. Now we know it's not because look, right. what, look what happened. But, mm-hmm. like, I think back in the, you know, mid-'80s, um, the world was getting better. We just got to conserve a little bit more water, save the whales, and uh, you know Clinton was going to play that saxophone into the, into the sunset. Yeah, um, we did kind of save the whales. Bitch name. Yeah, we did. Yeah, we turned except, their, except killer whales. We didn't save killer whales. Mm-hmm. No, we did. Killer whales are fine. Are yeah, they, they yeah. love the tricks they do, man. Yeah. Oh, okay. Like they shut down SeaWorld. No, SeaWorld's still going on. Isn't no, but like but after without, Blackfish, but without the orca. But what's the orca like? I think it's just waiting to die right now. Yeah, because they can't reintroduce it. No, it's probably no, too late. No, but they're not capturing other orcas, and mm. they're not breeding more orcas. So we kind of saved the world. The ones that couldn't be saved, you know. Oh well. Uh, what's it? Collateral damage. Collateral damage. <laughs> Acceptable losses. Acceptable loss. So we save the whales, not the ocean. Pretty much no, they're, no, all, no, they're yeah. ultimately gonna. <laughs> the whales went by. The ocean is fucked. <laughs> There was no. So we're gonna need more Sea Worlds. Pretty soon, the ocean will just be called Sea World. Keep <laughs> <laughs> John Woo's gonna open up. Like, yes. I gotta go. I gotta go to North Korea to see what the ocean used to look like. Yeah, he's, he could corner that market, the ocean market. Just like yeah, that's what that's what North Korea has been building. Just a new ocean. Okay. That'd be cool. So um, you really that's why it's trying to destroy Guam <laughs> so it could have more ocean down that way. What's Guam? Is Guam like how big is it? It's like Maui. I don't know I how don't, big Maui is. Small? I don't know. It's enough to have a couple of naval bases. <laughs> there you go. That. Just big enough. Listen, you can put a naval base on a very small area. Mm, but it's mm-hmm. evidently the location of Guam is super strategic. Because it's, it's from... It's far from everything. No, no it's, it's at the bottom of... Uh, I forgot what that sea is called or that channel. Yeah, but it's far from the States, but it's close enough to Asia where right. if strikes need to be made. Right, Emron? Yeah. <laughs> Sure. <laughs> Imran, are you selling state secrets? I can't. I am not. I can't. <laughs> I can't. I'm I being would. watched all the time. <laughs> Shit. <laughs>
I have to be very careful right, about so what I say. So after you turned 17, that's when you became more politically active? For sure. Do you remember your first protest or anything like that? Or it's like, oh, look, look at me uh, being a rabble rouser. Yeah. I think my first protest was um, against the World Economic Forum, which was just sort of a, a big... How um, old were you when that happened? 18. Damn. So you were just following somebody at that point. Yeah, yeah, they're just like this really hot activist. I was like, <laughs> wherever you go. Um, that's not a song, I just made it up. Uh, yeah, no, just like a gathering of like, you know, big, big wig uh, leaders who are making free trade deals for themselves and their buddies. And I was like, that seems undemocratic and wrong. Mm-hmm. And, you know, maybe capitalism isn't all it's cracked up to be. Maybe we should pull back on that a little bit. I couldn't imagine like being 18 and had strong opinions on capitalism. Really? Well, I didn't know what it was until I took a fucking class with this Marxist professor who is, he was great, but like also kind of like stuck, stuck in his ways. But, um, yeah, it was this very benign titled class called Ideas and institutions in American society, and I was like, "That sounds like an easy pass." So I just took it, <laughs> and then it blew my mind. I was like, "Fuck!" Now I got to think about stuff. But it was all about, you know, like, "Hey, why did you know Ford not recall the Pinto when they knew that it was exploding?" Capitalism. It was less money to pay the, you know, claims than it was, and the lawsuits than it was to recall it. So everyone keep dying, and I was like, "What?" I learned that when business. I watched uh, Fight Club, <laughs> the intro to Fight Club. Oh, they have that in there. Yeah. Is that mo- that's like most people's foray into any kind of capitalist yeah, critique? True. Is like fucking Fight Club. Oh, I mean, I didn't knew I didn't know that was like a critique of Fight Club. I just oh. remember like they had a breakdown of how insurance works. Mm. Mm-hmm. But now that you mention it, it's a yes. It Is that one of the examples they gave? Yeah. Oh, shit. Now it sounds like I just watched Fight Club. But like, <laughs> maybe well, he I had didn't. to learn it from somebody. Well, also, you <laughs> didn't class talk was... about Fight Club, which meant you followed the rules of Fight Club. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> <laughs> the class was really just Fight Club over and over again. Uh, but yeah, so so that galvanized you. But I think young people now are being, I would always, I would have friends who were like, yeah, when I was 14, I was vegan. I was like, cool. Uh well, a lot of people online are young and they have strong opinions. And it's like, there there can't be anything behind these opinions other than just raw emotions. Yeah. You think? And, and Vladimir Putin. <laughs> <laughs> so raw, who is just one big raw emotion? He's so emotional. I mean, I don't know how empathy works or compassion <laughs> works <laughs> per se, but I'm just trying to remember how I was at that age. Like anything I was uh, that was coming out of my mouth was just being regurgitated from like another source mm. that had nothing behind it other than it's like this guy or this person knows what they were talking about or at least presented it in a way that made it seem like they know what they're talking about. So I'm just going to repeat that because for some reason I trust Sounds them. Smart. Was that person your father? No, the only thing I ever regurgitated from my father is "fuck the communists forever," Ooh, yeah. <laughs> which is why, like, I never could buy into like that whole Marxism socialism thing when sure. people were talking about, like, uh, I guess how fair or unfair capitalism was, and like the alternative is communism. But it's like my dad overruled <laughs> the plight of the proletariat. So sorry, <laughs> when no, I keep l- this the real world lessons was there. No, I mean that's the thing is like. 
if we're going to really talk about that, we don't have to, but I just think it's like, that's also a problem where people think just because I study Marxism or I read it means like suddenly like communism was good and all is forgiven. And, you know, that was, you know, the great leap forward or however many people died in mass famines in China. Like that was worth it, you know, because like revolution of the proletariat, like, no, you know, none of that is right. Um, And like you should follow no ideology T to the letter on some, you know, some bearded mofo. No, um, never trust a beard. Um, well, to bring sports and politics back together, yeah. that's kind of what it's devolved into, where Democrats and Republicans feel like a team because the way people talk about each other, um, like, oh, you're a conservative, you're a liberal, it's like the same kind of venom that goes between them is like how I feel about a sports team from a different city that I've never been to or don't really necessarily <laughs> care about. Venom. Yeah, it's just like, oh, okay, you cost my team a win one time three years ago, so... I hate you. (laughs) (laughs) That's exactly right. For me, it was always boyfriends. Like you give, or anyone, like, but for me, the only way I got into sports was through boyfriends. But also if I'm, you're sitting and watching a game, like just give me one reason to not like the other team. Mm-hmm. Like that one guy just did a KFC commercial <laughs> and like chews with his mouth open. Like, I hate that team. You know, like yeah, it doesn't yeah, yeah. matter. Um, well, now you can be like, you see that guy on that team? He uh, He's a serial rapist. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> like, oh, which one? Um, did you ever like get boyfriends into, I guess, non-sports stuff? Like politics? For sure. Oh, yeah. It's like, hey. That's how I do it. Why should I hate this world leader? (laughs) 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 Well, committed mass genocide. That was pretty fucked up. Yeah, no, that's that's how I do it. I like to chew them up emotionally and then spit them out as a better person politically. But their hearts have been broken, but their minds have been healed. And then you release them into the wild to find love somewhere else? Pretty much. Hmm. And like start revolution. Um. No, but why Why do you have trouble feeling compassion? Or do you just like, you're like, I don't know what that word really means. I mean, Do you no, not have a dog? What's wrong with you? He, I've Going back to what we've been talking about, how there's too many things to care about, the way I reconcile my conscience is when I see something bad happen, it's like, that's sad. But there's a selfishness of part of me that's going to overrule that. And it's always going to win. Um, you can you, you follow certain things on the news. It's like, oh no, Myanmar is going through um, genocide right now, but the NFL is kickoff is in an hour. So, so how do you reconcile that? Like the way I did it is, I picked four charities that hmm. I cared about. So I picked the NRDC, Planned Parenthood, uh, UNICEF, and the ACLU, and I donate nice. money to them. Like, I just have it taken out of my check so I don't have to, like, physically hand them money every month because I used to do that. And then after a while, it's like, I don't want to do this anymore because, like, I, I, because I'd rather spend this money on something else. So now it's just taken. It's just automatic. It's just automatic. So it's like a self-imposed tax on myself. But because I chose these four things, it goes back to that fuck everything else. So now I can just turn my mind off of the rest of the world's problems, like... Like, uh, fuck the Rohingya. I'm talking yeah. Planned Parenthood. <laughs> like, listen, I'm sorry if you do not fall within one of these four spheres that I've dedicated money to, then uh, hopefully someone else has that same <laughs> uh, mentality and they just happen to pick you but instead wh- of Planned Parenthood. But what does that mean for you? Like, that's awesome that you donate every month. And, like, I think that's, it's like, you know, being religious, but for you know, things that matter on earth. Um, like, 
Me- meaning like you donate to your church or you mm-hmm. donate to to like all these causes. But then what does that mean? Do you, do you, are you like and brain off? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. I've, Until I've things given, get better. I've given myself permission to shield myself from certain things that on the surface bother me. And then when I don't think about it anymore, I don't feel guilty about not thinking about it anymore. Because you're like, remember UNICEF. Yeah. It's like, I'm a good person. Mm-hmm. UNICEF. Like, I, and it goes back something. to like sometimes when people will say, oh, I'm not a, is, we go back to imposter syndrome. It's like, am I a good person? Mm-hmm. Even though uh, there's so many tragedies in the world and I'm buying coach bags or I'm buying, like, I indulge in sneakers. It's like, mm-hmm. I have all these shoes that I spend hundreds of dollars on and I could have easily given that money to a more worthwhile cause. Uh, so it's like, but my better self last month already set yeah, up the transfer. Right, so, exactly. Hey. So, like, when you go into imposter syndrome, it's like, oh, look at these. Uh, you you doubt yourself. It's like, am I a good person? It's like, mm-hmm. I haven't killed anybody, and I gave money to the environment. Yes, and then you just move on with your life. That's nice. So, but that that idea of like, you know, am I truly compassionate? You have to kind of rec- uh, wrestle with. Your selfishness, right. and you can't get away from that sometimes. Right. But I found a way for myself that where it works for me most of the time. You know what I do? I just send thoughts and prayers <laughs> in the form of missiles. <laughs> <laughs> Super <laughs> accurate missiles. <laughs> Sending my thoughts and prayers to. Thoughts How accurate prayers. are those thoughts and prayers? They are pinpoint accuracy. <laughs> <laughs> Unmanned, unmanned thoughts and prayers. Unmanned thoughts and prayers is great. There, I'm trying to look for a quote because there's a really nice quote, and I'm trying to. So, so Imran, say something else while I look up this really nice. No, quote. I, I was gonna say, um, I have just accepted the fact that I am not a good person, and As that you frees I, me. I've been trying to tell that you that frees me of everything. <laughs> it's just like, are you donating? I was like, thoughts and prayers. I'm a bad person. <laughs> Thoughts and prayers. I'm a bad person. I don't need to do that. Well, nothing. if you're a bad person, why would you even bother sending thoughts and prayers? Because it ends the conversation. <laughs> <laughs> Gets people. Off the my conversation back. also end. It's like, hey, are you donating? You're like, nope. I'm a, bad, I'm a bad person. person. But Imran, are you serious about that? Or are you what? just like about thoughts and prayers? No, no. Well, I know. <laughs> um, or the missile stuff. No, no, no. <laughs> Neither. No, about like I just accept that I'm a bad person and move on. Yes. Really? Yeah, I don't I don't try to pretend like I'm a good person. I'm not. When you were talking about the World Economic Forum, mm-hmm. I know my 18-year-old self would have been like this is a terrible thing, but if these people are making deals and making their friends rich, I want to be that person. Good for them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. To me it was never like st- we need to stop them. It was like how do I join the Illuminati? Where for do sure. I drop my resume? But the off? problem is is that you prop like your chances of being a successful oh, I know, comic I know, I'm not, I'm are greater <laughs> than becoming part of the Illuminati, that's which true. I think that's some people true. think is the same thing, but yes. Um, you know, and so that that's why, like most people are not going to be part of that. There's a quote I wanted to read to David. You reminded me of this. It's by E.B. White. And it says, I arise in the morning torn between a desire to improve the world and a desire to enjoy the world. This makes it hard to plan the day. And I like that because it's like, 
the world is pretty fucking great. Yeah. It's beautiful. Mm-hmm. We got this thing called Sea World. I don't know if you've seen it. There's like a lot of fish in it. It's and nice like, to be better. It used to be better. It used to be way better. Yeah. Before, more orcas. <laughs> but like, yeah, there's water that laps up onto the land and there's like, you know, hikes that you can go on. Yeah. Um, and then, but, and I think most people want to live their fucking life. I yep. think most people want to live their life, have a family and have friends and be loved and feel productive and feel chill, you know? And the, and that's the thing is like, we're getting to a point where most people can't and not by their own doing. And so then that's starting to suck for everyone else. Almost just everyone else is just smaller and smaller and smaller. So it's like, fuck, now we actually have to do something. Right. So I think that's, I don't think everyone has to be an activist. I don't mm-hmm. think everyone is going to feel the same amount of empathy or compassion just cause. Right. But I do think like, yeah, the donating is really critical, but my question is also like, well, I mean, there's more, there's more to dig in with what Imran, you were saying, but yeah, like, yeah, yeah. yeah. So I think it's, it's, you live with contradictions all the time. I, my joke is that, you know, I, I hate consumerist capitalism and the only way I know how to feel better about it is to shop. Yeah. So I do, and I enjoy shopping. And <laughs> if and when I lose my job, I'm gonna have to figure out a way to keep buying hundred dollar Kiehl's face lotions because I fucking <laughs> love them. Like I, I like I'll eat ramen for months if I can just you know get that eye cream, you know, okay. or get those sneakers, whatever it is. But yeah, you know, that's my thing, and I think we all live with contradictions. And I think just accepting that you're never gonna be perfect or pure or have it all figured out right. is good. It's very liberating. It's liberating. But also, I think there's something really crazy about saying, like, well, I'm a bad person. Like, that's just, that's weird self-hatred, dude. To me, it's it's a way of standing outside of the system. All right. Because everybody's like, well, if you're a good person, you have to do all this. And I'm like, well, I'm a bad person, so all of this doesn't apply to me. I don't have to do any of it. I don't have to feel bad about it. I'm on my way to be Illuminati. Yeah, I'm about to make deals in Geneva. You just wait. You you think Sierra Leone is bad now? Wait Wait till you see when I get done with it. (laughs) (laughs) What if you never get to like your pinnacle, like prime evilness? Yeah, Emron, what's your end goal? I don't know. That's what I've been thinking about lately a lot within the last month. Mm. I don't know what my end goal is. I don't have an answer for you guys. Kids are going to change him. I swear Probably. to God. Kids will change him, you know? I'd be like, oh my God, we need to rob people now. <laughs> <laughs> These diapers are expensive <laughs> as shit. All right. Does anybody have Equifax's phone number? Because I need a job there. <laughs> what do they do again? Uh, they sold everybody's... They had a data leak where everybody's credit card numbers and all that other stuff happened two months ago. And then they didn't notify us until last week. And then the... CEO and a bunch of the big heads dumped their stock before they announced that that leak had happened. So they made a lot of money. And because, hey, if you got information, use it. No, I'm just kidding. Data <laughs> systems. Yeah. We're so, waiting for your talent. Um, are the, That's illegal. Yeah, I know. But that, who's going to go after them? Trump? Yeah, Trump. <laughs> yeah. Trump he's going to pardon them all because yeah. they'll just kick Trump some money. No, like all they have to do is uh, beat up some Latinos and then I'll pardon them. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Very entrepreneurial. So listen, you know, they'd be like, move- anybody who works at Equifax and takes a knee, you're fired. <laughs> right, Trump? And he'd be like, I got you. Mm-hmm. So listen, we only lead Latino people's <laughs> credit scores. <laughs> <laughs> I think kids will change you. You're going to have a lot of kids. 
They're going to change you and be like, Daddy, let's go to SeaWorld. And they're like, oh, you mean the ocean? That don't exist no more. Damn. Well, Emron seems like he would be the type of person who would enjoy going to amusement parks (laughs) (laughs) and things that kids love. And it's Because he's a man child. (laughs) That's what you're going to do with Sierra Leone, isn't it? Yeah. Just one giant amusement park. Yeah. You know what? You don't know, but diamond mines can be used as... Uh, roller coasters. And, you know, you there's put them other in that little <laughs> cart. I mean, you saw an in Indiana Jones. Oh, man, you just you're put right. these people, yeah, and, and also, just, you get to meet other kids. Yeah, <laughs> right. <diamond miles>. It's <laughs> like it's like a small world, except that animatronic <laughs> is a real person. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, what happened to his hand? Be like, you should ask him. Mm-hmm. Like, stay he away tops. from yeah. But stay away from his pet hyena. Because what happened to his you. hand? It's like he didn't do the dishes. <laughs> Oh, it's for a it's for wow, God, David, you, you, the Asian parenting is setting in already. You get and you can leave your kid behind if they don't behave. Yeah, exactly. They, mind. No, they, they like, join the ride. No, I think it would be a good way. Like you would look at the amusement park, you leave your kid off at the daycare services slash mining facility. So you know they have an internship on their resume, and then you come pick them back up, and they're more worldly. <laughs> <laughs> More small worldly. Yeah, small worldly. It's a win win for everyone. Do you have desire to be a mother? Oh, I should have said that was off limits. Okay. That was an off limit topic. <laughs> <laughs> uh you know, I don't know. I'm in this moment where I'm like, I don't think I can, you know, look into my kids' eyes and say that mommy wanted expensive face cream and that's why you know, everything's gone to shit <laughs> or that mommy wanted, you but know, two day shipping. Here's a question. And <laughs> have your and like, parents that's ever, why, like there's too much carbon in the atmosphere. Have and, your parents ever apologized for what their generation has done? But their generation were ignorant. I mean, they, they smoked cigarettes. Come on. That is so unhealthy. They don't get a pet. Look what they did to the housing economy. They did kind of fuck that up. Look what they did to Unless they social security, got a house. And Unless they pension got a- and all that other stuff. Um, I feel like, I feel like if my parents worked in the oil sector, like if they were like Exxon Mobil executives, I'd probably murder them. And Or you would have hella face cream, yo. And I don't know what they say. I'd look good doing it, is what I'm saying. But you know, petroleum jelly is an off product of <laughs> you oil. You think Kiehl's uses petroleum jelly? <laughs> Absolutely. Please, no, Absolutely. Um, no, yeah, I don't know. I haven't gotten an apology from my parents. Okay. I mean, other than for like, you know, splitting the family up. But other than that, <laughs> no, I, I think, I'm not sure about kids. I feel like it's, people like Imran need kids clearly to feel empathy. But like, people like me, like, you're all my children. The world <laughs> is her child. <laughs> Are you good with kids? Are you mother uh, I, Gaia? I fucking love it sounds kids. like your but mother they do Gaia. Say, they do say that people without kids, they'd uh-huh. say parent, um, childless people tend to donate more money. Because right? they have more money. Because they have more money mm-hmm. and, and they donate more time. Um, because I think that, you know, time people to get time to feel like volunteering and uh, stuff. Oh, no. Because you get bored. Yeah. There's only so many new series premiering any at any given time. So like... Now with Netflix. Netflix... Does okay? Can I just ask? Doesn't Netflix kind of suck recently? For specifically for movies, like Netflix for movies sucks. Their stand up specials are garbage. Yeah, I don't know about these. Stuff. I don't what even want a stand up special on Netflix. Special? No, the only thing that's good on Netflix are like the stand up specials. What about and the series? T- the TV series. Eh. Stranger Things was great. Yeah, yeah, it was. It was. A, I 
I had to stop watching. I wasn't like super into that, but I, mean, I, I, I accept that it's good. I like the first three seasons of House of Cards or four, whatever we're up to now. The last one seemed a little preposterous. Wait, what do you watch? Do you watch Vox? <laughs> <laughs> I just watch explainer videos yeah. on r- the Rohingya in Myanmar and uh, how many. Fuck no. What do I do? I so. The shittiest show that I watch is Mozart in the Jungle on Hulu. What the fuck is that? With Gael Garcia Bernal, who's just a beautiful Mexican actor with... Mozart in the... Is this about like a kid, a guy who teaches music to like poor kids in the third world? If only. No, that's, that'd be, that'd be worth my while. It's just about like a hot conductor living in New York City who's like just cute and like it's about like orchestra drama who cares i don't that's the dumbest show that i watch oh, like so black somebody, swan but with a guy if only again like no <laughs> it's worse Dude, it's, you're celloing better than me i'm gonna slander you but now. yes it's a little yeah exactly it's like <laughs> oh first chair clarinet like oh, you know what i had to go through like it's kind of like fight club and i if only but again it's just it's a shitty show i i'm i'm, I'm on the sopranos um i lived out of the country for five years and okay. i that means that i'm five or 15 years behind every series. So okay. I've been watching The Sopranos for the first time. The first season. Oh, I mean, it's so good. You're going to enjoy it. Have it's you seen good, The Wire? Right? It's so good. Of course. The Wire okay. I did see. When I came back from living abroad, that was the first thing I did is get Wait, back on live? The Wire. I lived in Buenos Aires, Argentina for five years. Okay. I hear that's like the best Latin country. Yeah, we just learned that from Nicole. Latin <laughs> country. Calisich? Yeah. Well, do you know about the Asian hierarchy? Uh, yeah, I think so. You guys have told me about it. I didn't yeah. know who I was supposed to hate until you guys tell, told me. Correct. <laughs> yeah. but thank you. Well, but every uh, kind of lumped up together ethnic uh, region has their own hierarchy. Right. So, and the hierarchy always breaks down whatever group you're a part of. That's the best one. And then you shit on everybody else. But within the Latin world, it seems as though Argentinians walk around like they're the shit. Right. Evidently because they're the most white or the most European and therefore they're the better than people who aren't that. And Brazil gets a pass because they fuck everybody and yeah. therefore everybody <laughs> loves Brazil. But they're, they're so happy. It's hard to hate them. But Argentines do hate them because of the football, that rivalry. You know, I will say Argentina, they they talk like assholes, mm-hmm. but I don't think they are assholes. Mm-hmm. And they're, I think the whiteness thing in every single Latin American country, there is... Asian Asia is different, which is interesting, but like in Latin America, yeah, it's a hierarchy based on like beauty and success is pretty much based on whiteness. Yeah. But in every single country in Latin America that exists, Argentines just talk like Spanish. Uh, they talk like Italian speaking Spanish. Okay. And so it, you know, it sounds kind of self-important and yeah, and, and, and everything's like really in your face and like, hmm. and they're super Italian about it. So I think that's why they come off like they're the best. Also, they have the best food. I mean, the the red wine and the red meat. Mm. Not sustainable, but it's so better than Brazilian good. food. I've only been to Fogo de Chao. F- FYI, Fogo de Chao. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's better. Listen, if you like fruit, which I do, like Brazil is kind of it's like um, Steak City. It's Steak City, but like not Argentine steak is better, and and even Brazilians will admit it. Okay, that Argentine steak because the way they cook it, it's just better. Like the whole the whole thing, but Brazil's got like papayas that taste actually good. You know what I mean? And okay. are you writing that down? That's good. That's important. You know, and so like, or yeah, they just have like every. I feel like this is not what it is, but you know, like you know, in the Lion King when they lift up the log and it's like all the grub is there. Yeah, that's Brazil. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> we are going to end on that. Mm. <laughs> so where can Just we find you bread. at? Um, where can you find me at? On, on Facebook, Francesca mm-hmm. Fiorentini. Follow me. Follow Newsbroke. Uh, AJ Plus is Newsbroke. It's on Facebook Watch. You might have to see an ad. It's also on YouTube. It's also on YouTube. And people can find you on Twitter and find Instagram. Find me on Twitter at Franny Fio. Spell that out. F-R-A-N-I-F-I-O. Franny Fio. All right. <laughs> Franny Fio. All right. Thanks for listening in. You can. Thanks, uh, guys. You guys know our handles. All right. Shout out to Don for coming up to the Bad Asian Show. That's right. Shout out to you everybody. You made it all the way to the end of the episode. Dude. Yay, Don. Yeah, man. Is, uh, is Don Asian? Or, Don sounds white, like a really solid white ally. His, no, he's, no, he's Asian. He's Asian. <laughs> he drove from Milpitas all the way to the Bad Asian Show. Oh, my God. He's our homeboy now. Yeah. Nice. And Thanks. what about that guy who likes you? Akash. He came to uh, the show I was at yesterday as well. Shout out to Akash. Oh, he's does he follow the podcast? I think so. He will now. You know All what? right, dude. Leave All a right, comment. Akash. <laughs> Leave a comment, Akash, so I know it's real. Don, <laughs> keep doing what you're doing, brother. Yeah, 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 man. We love you. All right. Peace.